In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. That's right. It's always game day in Cleveland. No matter what happens, Daryl Ryder and I are here for you at least three times a week now during the season. And tonight, it is a post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The Jets 31, the Browns 30. Browns fall to 1-1 one and one on the season after just choking away a 13-point lead with less than two minutes to go in the game. And the show is brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. All right, so, Daryl, you know, we get these podcasts on as fast as we can. I did not have the opportunity to listen to Kevin Stefanski uh, after the game. So uh, we do have a couple cuts from Kevin. I can only imagine what he said. Let's start with this one, Daryl. Uh, his opening statement, what did he have to say there? Okay, we win as a team, we lose as a team. We lost. We got beat, didn't play a 60-minute game. It's really frustrating, uh, frustrating to me, to our players in that locker room, I'm sure to our fans. Uh, that's a, It's it's a, not how we play. It's, it's We have to finish um, and do the things that uh, allow you to, to win games, and, and we didn't do that. Um, everybody's going to want to point fingers uh, and, and say, whose fault was this? Put on everybody. It's all of us, me, coaches, players. It's everybody. We own it. Um, what we can't do is let this linger because we got a game Thursday night against a division opponent uh, right back here. So we got to uh, real quickly uh, move on from this one. And that, that was my message to the team. And it's uh, frustrating. And, and I, you know, I know you guys got to ask the questions and, and I'll try my best to answer them. But it's uh, frustrating for everybody. So, Daryl, even the band didn't want to hear what Kevin Stefanski had to say today. They dropped out in the middle. I'm just kidding. Daryl, I, I just, you know, he said that so many times before. It's it's almost to the point of uncle. Like, I, I just, I don't want to hear, I, I don't, I, I agree with him. I understand why he says, don't point the finger. He's got to run a football team. We all understand that. But at some point, and we all know what it's like in the, in the Haslam era of head coaches here in Northeast Ohio, when you keep saying it's on me, Eventually, it is going to be on you, and you're going to be looking for another job. And that's why I would make a change with the DB's coach. 100%. Send a message. Joe Woods, you're coaching DB's for the rest of the year. Or we, But, I mean, because this stuff happened last year, too. And it yeah, happened the year before. So, this is not an anomaly. Um, this is not a... Uh, aberration it's happened four times in two weeks and we heard all week and we're writing and talking about all week how they're going to get this fixed right the blown coverage is in charlotte going to get those things fixed everything's going to be fine nothing to worry about right Right. and then all of a sudden they have two of them in the in the span of 60 seconds to cost them a football game so um it's just it's 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 unacceptable and uh, Kevin Stefanski, I and that's why I asked him later in the press conference. I said, "Listen, I, I understand you say some things for effect because you're the leader, you're the head coach, whatever. But all right, so you say that there's stuff that you've got to do better. Well, what would you have done differently in those last two minutes, right?" And right. he said, "Well, honestly, Daryl, I you know it, the buck stops at my desk, right? If if, if stuff goes wrong, it, it's my fault, so I have to be accountable and take responsibility. And I get it, and I understand it, I respect it." And, and all that, but uh, honest to goodness, I would walk in and say, Jeff Howard, if there is one more blown coverage, your ass is out the door. The next blown coverage, you're gone. 
because players should know how to communicate. That is a basic fund. I listen, I can live with a physical mistake. I can live with Denzel Ward falling on his face because his cleats got caught in the turf, right? Right. I can live with a pass interference penalty. I can live with a defensive hold. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like I can no, live with totally. a, I, I can live with a physical mistake because what's the t-shirt say? Stuff happens, right? right? Stuff happens. But I can't live with mistakes happening over and over and over and over again. And where it comes to Jeff Howard's unit and it comes to Mike Prefer's unit, those mistakes and lack of productivity seem to happen over and over and over and over and over and over again. So um, it, it's just it's just where I'm at. Like that, we should be talking about a two and zero football team feeling good going into the Steeler game, and that like right now the only saving grace to this is they have to play a game on Thursday. So there's not a lot of time to dwell on the what the hell just happened loss of the century. By the way, I've oh. already ranked this one. <laughs> oh. What are you calling it? Uh, well, I, I don't have a name for it, but in the category of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory since 1999, this is number two on the list. Dwayne Rudd remains number one and forever will be number one. It will take something. Yeah, even yeah I, I don't think there's anything worse than Dwayne. I heard somebody say on the radio, "This is the that Dwayne Rudd loss was the most painful thing ever. I can't yeah. remember anything more painful than that. I mean, it will take something catastrophic. And believe me, today was as close as catastrophic as it gets. But it, it will take something just unbelievably <laughs> bizarre to top Dwayne Rudd. This is number two. And so, then number three is the 2001 loss at Chicago, up 14, yep. less than two minutes to play. Remember, they throw the pick six. Chicago gets the onside kick, recovers the onside kick, scores a touchdown, I think, with like 30 seconds left or whatever. And to overtime we go, Browns lose that one in overtime. And, oh, by the way, this – I got to give that – I got to give the, the proper attribution here, but ESPN stats and information, Andy, with the chestnut of chestnuts. And if you're listening, fans, I apologize. This is our Drink Heavily podcast post-game edition here. Right. Uh, in blowing the 13-point lead, NFL teams had won the last 2,229 consecutive games, one leading by at least 13 points in the final two minutes until today. And the last team to blow such a lead, Andy Baskin, can you please, I don't know, I give me a guess. Who do you think that last team was? I'm going to say they probably play somewhere north of uh, north of Worcester, and uh, probably west of Eastlake and east of Westlake. <laughs> yeah, the freaking Cleveland Browns in 2001 that, that lost to the Bears. So snatching defeat from the jaws of victory is exactly what the Cleveland Browns do, uh, and they did it again today. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, it just is spectacular. Like, I am still, I don't know about you. Like, I'm still trying to process what happened. Like, I, I'm i am still trying to, like, figure this thing out. But uh, Kevin Stefanski, you know, he this is the youngest roster in the AFC. And it's the second youngest behind the Detroit Lions in the entire NFL. And Kevin Stefanski played the youth card post-game. Obviously, guys, not on the same page. Um it was very, very clear what we were doing. 
Uh, we talked about it on the sideline before everybody went out, talked to the entire defense about what they're about to do, which was try and throw it over our head. Um, and we can't let that happen. Um, you know, we got a young football team and unfortunately that youth at times is showing up here uh, and we have to grow up real fast. You're getting paid. No one wants to hear how young you are. I'm sorry. And, and, and there's two other points that I just wanted to make before we even get into this part of it. It's just like, you know, Daryl, you keep talking about making a change, making a change. And, and I'm not trying to equate this to the college game, but I think one of the piece, one of the reasons that people respect Ryan Day in Columbus was last year they were having problems uh, with defense, and Kerry Combs was not getting the job done. They brought in Jim Knowles this year, but after Oregon ran the same play twice on them, and it cost them a national championship or could have cost them a chance of trying to win a national championship, he said enough is enough. And after that game, he told Mar uh, Matt Barnes he was calling the plays. And mm -hmm. so I like that's one of the reasons why. And I'll say Browns fans and Buckeye fans are cut from the same cloth for the most part. And, you know, you take a, a guy like Ryan Day, and if he sees the problem, he fixes it immediately. And that problem, as you said earlier, was not fixed. The other thing that I think is interesting as far as blown leads, and you know, I, I, like I took some heat because you know I was joking around about um, <clears throat> Cade York and you know get him a statue and all the stuff, and I'd said I think I said on the air. That or I said to somebody, hang on one second. <coughs> Sorry, it's a podcast. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> just being honest. I, I, I love podcasts because you can be real. And if you got a cough, you can cough. Um, I the, sorry. I just want to make clear. I was not laughing that you sounded like oh. you were dying over there. I oh, just no, no, no. I know. That. That. I, I got you. I just, okay. it's, you know, so people were, were uh, I was getting harped on because I said that Kate York hadn't missed an extra point since the first year of college, right? So, you know, if you go back and watch the end of the game, I don't know if you know this or not, but they put up a graphic about the 1986 playoff win that Matt Mosley kicked the extra point in overtime to go on and win. And I, I, I just quickly did a Google search on it, and I was like, uh, they had a nickname for the game, the Miracle on the Lake. Well, guess what? You know, the Jets had a 10-point lead on the Browns in, in that game in 86, and the Browns came back thanks in part to a, uh, a Mark Gastineau personal foul. So it, it was just kind of like, it was weird because as I was watching the whole thing unfold, it, they reminded me of the 86 game, and it's almost like it reversed itself today. Only it, it was bigger for the Jets because they, you know, they won the game in regulation, and it, you know, it was a 10 point lead on that one. So they just needed a, a, a field goal and a, and a touchdown to get it to overtime. I just sometimes this game is funny, and the other part of the game, and I, I know he talked about the team being young is people were so cocky about this game. Fans were unbelievably cocky about this game, going, we're going 2-0, first time since 94. This is happening. And I'm the last question I asked Ivis before the game was, I said, you know, players don't think that way, do they? Players don't think we're taking this game for granted because the last time I checked, every team they play this year will get a paycheck, every player. It's kind of crazy how that works. 100%. And it's it's about the results now, Andy. It really is. It's it's. I don't want to hear youth. Andrew Barry's the one that decided that every single one of his draft picks that he's made in the last three years is good enough to be on an NFL roster. So those players need to make the plays. It's that simple, right? If you yep. can't humble yourself to cut any of your guys uh, because you're developing them, then they 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 got to make plays. Like, um, I just I I I kind of feel bad being so harsh about it, Andy. Right. 
but that's just like, it, it's a win loss business. And I mean, it, it, here's how fickle the NFL is, right? The Browns are a 58 yard made field goal away from being going to and having two catastrophic losses to begin their season. They're also one blown coverage or one onside kick recovery away from being two and up. True. So the pendulum in fairness swings both ways. And if I've been too harsh on Jeff Howard, well, sorry, like them's the breaks. Like it's your job to teach these DBs to do theirs and they're not doing their jobs in critical moments. And it's almost cost you two football games. So uh, when, uh, you know, I hear players talking about getting it corrected again, like, I'm sorry, just is someone who's like in the room and around these guys, like, I just, I'm not buying it now all of a sudden. Like I, I have no faith that this is going to be corrected for the Steelers game. What evidence do I have to support this? And to your point about being cocky about the game, guess what? I will wear this one. I will wear the egg on my face because I was guilty for contributing to fans being cocky about this game because I watched the Jets against Baltimore and they sucked. It was like watching the 2015 to 2017 Cleveland Browns. Okay. They were that terrible. Joe Flacco was a statue that couldn't move. All right. I don't know what it is about when he comes to Cleveland, but apparently. Oh, I can tell you Lake what it is. Lake Erie's the fountain. I'll, I'll tell him. you on the other side. But I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And I, I've got that answer. Also, um, uh, 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 a little bit of breaking news, although it's not, it's not going to matter because of the way that our show airs, but um, a little bit of irony. Remember how everybody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo? Everybody wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if you saw this news or not, but I, yeah, I, I know it. I know it. Did you see say. it? I just, I just want to say it real quick, yeah. just because it caught my eye, and I like, I can't believe it. So they ended up hanging on to Garoppolo, and then Trey Lance out for the season. You can't trust anything in this game. You just can't no. trust anything. All right, I'm going to come back and answer that question, uh, and then we're also going to hear from Miles Garrett why he's going to take heat from the fans all week long, and Thursday is going to want to get here very fast for him so he can forget about. Uh, what he said after the game about the fans. It's always game day in Cleveland. We are back after this.